When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I did uh, kind of tease this segment by talking about the possibility of World War III. The Pentagon contends the Russians took down an American drone yesterday. The Russians contend we did not do that. And the only man that really knows the truth is the only man I trust on all of these issues. And he knows that. I mean that. Follow him on Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. It's my dear, dear friend, Gordon Chang. Gordo, good morning. How are you, pal? I'm fine, Sid, and thank you so much. You're welcome. See, I really want to believe our administration. I do. And the Russians, and and they're probably right. They probably are. The Russians probably did. They were dousing it with fuel. They harassed it for 30 minutes. But as my friend Lynn said, how sad is it that I'm at the point now, Gordon, where I don't believe the Russians, obviously, but I don't believe our government either. I don't know who to believe in these stories. I really don't. Yes, and and you know the, the the government has done a number of things that have questioned credibility uh, their credibility, and it's not just in the military sphere; it's also you know with the whole COVID nineteen and, and so many other things. But yes, I do believe the Russians brought down the Reaper drone yesterday, and there have to be repercussions because this is going in a very very bad direction. If I had a dollar for every time, Gordon, you or some other really bright person said on this show, there's got to be repercussions, I'd be wealthier than Elon Musk. And let me tell you something, there never is. There are some tariffs, there's some financial hardships, but whether it's China doing whatever they want to do, the Russians, uh, Andrew Cuomo here in New York, or, or, or Hillary Clinton, I'm yet to see all these repercussions. When are they coming, and in what form? You know, if they don't come, we know that the worst is going to happen. And, and let me just give you an example. You know, in January 1968, the North Koreans seized the Pueblo in international waters, and we did not want to escalate or impose costs. So what happened? On April 15th of the following year, 1969, the North Koreans shot down a U.S. Navy EC-121 in international airspace over the Sea of Japan, and all crew members were lost. This is the single largest loss of life in the Cold War. And this was a direct result of the failure to impose those costs on North Korea. In our foreign policy establishment, and this doesn't matter whether we're talking about liberals or conservatives, Republicans or Democrats, the view is you do not escalate. Um, And I can understand why, but the point is, Every time we do not escalate, every time we do not impose the cost, we teach our adversaries that they can take American lives or do other things with impunity. And now this has gotten extremely serious because neither the Russians nor the Chinese respect the United States. And that means the next thing they're going to do could really be horrible. And this is just the Biden administration following a settled American policy. So I'm not blaming them in a sense, but following settled American policy is taking a course that will lead in the loss of American life. It almost seems like, and that's pretty scary, by the way, Gordon, but it almost seems like the Russians feel like they own the Black Sea. 
<laughs> like like it's theirs. Like we, we own the Black Sea. And, of course, that's not the case. But they operate as if they own the Black Sea. Well, that's right. And they don't because they're not the only uh, littoral country on the Black Sea. Um, and, and really right now, um, this is, um, you know, of course, connected with the Ukraine war and with other things. But the Biden administration um, needs to stop talking the way they did about this and to tell the American people the facts. Um, this is not to say that um, they have to um, start World War Three, but we need to do those things that are necessary to instill again in the Russians, in the Chinese, in the Iranians, in the North Koreans, whoever, that the United States will not allow its um, acts of war to be committed without uh, repercussion. No, I agree. So, but and, and I know I ask uh, this of you quite a bit. It's probably unfair because you're not the president. But in practical terms, what does that mean? Because I think when you talk to the average guy like me, who's not as politically astute, let's say, as somebody on Fox News or MSNBC, I'm just a sports guy turned into this, we want to hear blood, right? We want to hear, we, we, we want to scare these people. We want Putin to be scared. We want, you know, Pink to be scared. And, 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 and tariffs on a country doesn't scare anybody. So what can they do practically without putting boots on the ground and dropping bombs that are real repercussions outside of making some of their products more difficult to get? Okay, two things. Um, one, I think that, first of all, there needs to be something which is directly connected with this incident. And that could be any number of things, Sid. So, for instance, we could start closing their consulates, close their embassy. Um, we can um, uh, do anything, really. The, the second thing, though, is that I believe that Biden needs to switch his policy in Ukraine um, to one from prolonging the war to getting it over with, to making sure Russia loses. We do that, the Russians will understand that they can no longer bring down American craft. So what does he have to do? Because I'm sick of this war, uh, most, most, mainly because I'm a decent human being and I'm, I don't want to see innocent people slaughtered in the streets. But from a political standpoint... Uh, Putin doesn't care. He will let this thing go on for years and years. They will continue this Zelensky to take money from us. He doesn't care. And it's a loss for everybody, really. Putin's losing. We're going to be losing. And I don't really see a real path to victory for the Ukrainians unless we give them some of our best, best weaponry. Is that what you're talking about? We don't have to give them the best weaponry. We have to give them the weaponry that they need. So they do need F-16s which are very, very old aircraft. So why isn't Biden giving it? I don't understand. Why, why is he? He's willing to write billions of dollars in checks. Why not give him the planes? Uh, you'd have to ask him. My guess is that he feels he's worried about escalation. Um, he's been intimidated by Putin's threats to use nuclear weapons. And so Biden is in a point where um, he believes that um, prolonging the war is in the best interest of everybody, including Ukraine. But that's not the case. What we need to do is in a very dangerous moment where um, our large powers don't respect us is to instill that respect. And I'm not saying this won't be dangerous. It's exceedingly dangerous. But we have followed policies for decades that have opened the door to this. And when history writes the, um, the Ukraine war, yeah, they're going to say that uh, Russia was the aggressor. But they're also going to say that it was bad Biden policy, bad Trump policy, bad Obama policy that permitted Putin to think that he could invade in the first place. And so we have now gotten to a point where 
we have no safe options. And the worst option of all is to continue with the policies that have created this disaster in Ukraine and the next disaster, which probably will be in East Asia. So we're talking about global conflict. Yeah. How, can, how do you include Trump in there? I know, of course, when Obama was president, the Russians went after Crimea. And then Biden takes over. You could use Afghanistan if you want. I think it's nonsense. Then he goes after Ukraine. Uh, as far as I know, during the four years of Trump, Russia did nothing. Neither did North Korea, neither did China. So why would he be included in all these different administrations that led to this? Yeah, when you're talking about Ukraine, that's that's obviously right. Um, we had four years of peace in Ukraine, and that was due to good Trump policy. But let's remember, we're talking about the downing of an American craft. Trump permitted the Iranians to take down a global hawk in international airspace in 2019 and did nothing about Wait it. Wait a second. When did he kill Soleimani? Yeah, I, I think that that's good, but he did not um, – he, he didn't – you know, he allowed that to occur – and the two were not yeah, but, connected. But, but, no, I know, but he did kill one of the most uh, dangerous and most famous, you know, bad guys from Iran. He, he blew the guy up at an airport. I mean, that, that's, that says something, no? Yeah. It, uh, and uh, But the other thing, though, is Trump um, very much did not, uh, when, when the, the um, Chinese seized an, a Navy drone in international um, water in the South China Sea. He said it was no big deal. This was before he became president, but he signaled to the Chinese and to the Iranians that it was okay to do that. Now, I think that it is important. You're right. He did kill Soleimani, but um, that was not connected with the global talk bring down. And we need to make that connection clear in the minds of aggressors that they do something. Our reaction will be immediate. Our reaction will be disproportionate. And our reaction will, um, again, instill in our aggressors that they can't mess with Americans and American craft. Which which is what Trump did, too. I will, of course, reminding people with the Taliban. When he had the Taliban leader and he pointed out to the map and he said, by the way, this is where your your wife and your kids live. I know exactly where they are. Do something stupid. I'll blow the whole thing sky high. He did that. I mean, it sounds like out of a mob movie, but the truth is he did it. And uh, that's why there were no real issues. So uh, he did do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And and I and I credit him um, with keeping the peace in Ukraine, because it's obvious during Obama, uh, Putin invaded um, it well took Crimea and took parts of eastern Ukraine, the Donbass. Nothing happened during the four years of President Trump's administration. And then, of course, as soon as he leaves office. Um, Putin takes, you know, invades of the rest of Ukraine. And they want to so, use the, the, the dead bodies in Afghanistan, God rest all souls. But the truth is, I pointed out what he said to the Taliban, uh, forget about Ukraine, there never would have been 13 dead bodies in Afghanistan either, because he also kept the Taliban in check. And ISIS, he destroyed the caliphate. He did all of that. Yes, and, and that, that is important. And he's kept the peace in general, not only in Ukraine, and not only in the Persian Gulf, but around the world. I believe that Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin decided that it was not a good idea to take President Trump on, and therefore we had peace. And by the way, um, you know, we had some of the best foreign policies in history during the Trump administration. But there are certain things that he did, which I think helped to undermine peace. Okay, that's fair. That is that's the global hawk shoot down, which convinced the Iranians that they could pretty much do what they wanted. Now, what is going on? Is it fair to say, Gordon Chang, that it's a a bunch of countries here, right? Russia, China. Um, maybe even Saudi Arabia. I'm, I'm starting to feel like there's a whole list of countries that are on the same page, which is basically we'll do whatever it takes 
to destroy the United States. Is that is that a bit paranoid out of me, or is that happening as we speak? That's very close to my assessment. And you talk about Saudi Arabia, um, and we talk about Trump, who had the best American foreign policy in the Middle East since FDR, with the Abraham Accords, which were historic. And I believe that he should have gotten the Nobel Prize for that. And we transitioned from, you know, a really spectacular string of successes in the Middle East to the worst Middle East policy ever under Biden, um, because that Saudi-Iran deal, which was brokered by China, is essentially signals the collapse of the United States in the Middle East. And that happened because Biden felt it was a good idea to isolate the Saudi kingdom over the Khashoggi murder. Well, the point is, um, Biden thought that the Saudis would not impose costs on us. And in fact, they just did. And it's going to get even worse because the Gulf Cooperation Council countries are going to meet in Beijing this year. That includes Saudi Arabia and our friends, um, the Emirates and the others. So this is a complete failure on the part of the Biden administration, which, by the way, I think the Russians felt they could then take down the Reaper drone. Oh, I think you're right. By the way, Khashoggi, to me, is the Middle Eastern version of George Floyd, a guy that was murdered, and it looks really, really ugly. When you take a real good look at the person, George Floyd arrested nine times, a gun in a pregnant woman's stomach, not exactly the guy you want to turn the country upside down over. This guy, Khashoggi, bad guy, hated the Jews, and the more you look into his life— He's not the guy that becomes a sympathetic figure either. So to me, they're very similar in that respect. But you're right. He does represent a part of a very angry crew out there in Europe. Very angry. Yeah, Khashoggi was nobody to cry over. Um, And you're absolutely right about that. Um, And that assessment, I think, is spot on, which really makes Biden policy look even worse. Because we weren't protecting Mother Teresa, for instance. Um, (laughs) Anything else? I mean, this is just the worst American diplomacy. And because of that, you know, we have the Chinese think they can fly a a spy balloon over the United States over our nuclear weapon sites. And and that, again, shows the utter disrespect that uh, the Chinese and the Russians have for us. This is a very, very dangerous situation. It's getting worse. You know, every time we talk, I think, well, it can't get worse. Well, yeah, it's getting worse. I would agree with that. I thought maybe initially, uh, although very dramatic and entertaining, that it was a little overdramatic, but uh, not anymore. Uh, you're right. Every time we talk, I feel like you, like we are closer and closer to a really, really bad situation. And World War Three is no longer, no longer an impossibility. Uh, as always, Gordon Chang, what could I say? You're great. You're brilliant. You're smart. I love you. Thank you for coming on today. Gordon G. Chang is a Twitter. Let's do it again very soon, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. I really appreciate it. You, man. You, the man. Uh, Gordon Chang, that was great. Love him.